0: begin with crime news a 54 year old man is in custody today facing second degree murder charges after an altercation between two people ended with a fatal shooting the orange county sheriff's office says it happened yesterday afternoon on ferguson road just off jones ferry deputies responded after getting a 911 call from the shooter himself darren downey of chapel hill has his first court appearance today the victim's identity is still being withheld while the family is being notified In Chapel Hill, town officials say work is set to begin next week on the intersection of MLK Boulevard and North Street. That's right, where MLK and Columbia split off from each other just north of downtown. Crews will be putting in pedestrian crosswalks and a new traffic signal. MLK will be open through the construction, but North Columbia Street will be closed at the intersection with Carr Street. Work on that project is expected to run through late spring. In business news, we're still more than a year away from the VinFast electric vehicle plant opening up in Chatham County, but the Triangle's first VinFast car dealership is opening up today. Leith Automotive, located in Cary, is officially selling VinFast vehicles as of now. In less positive business news, a recent addition to the Chapel Hill restaurant scene is closing its doors. Base Camp at 105 East Franklin Street shut down for good on December 23rd. Base Camp's owner also owns Momo's Master around the corner on Columbia. That Restaurant will stay open. Now we turn to health news as North Carolina continues dealing with the fallout from a new law passed this year banning most abortions after 12 weeks of pregnancy. The new law impacts not only pregnant women but also OBGYNs who specialize in high-risk pregnancies. What does it all mean for maternity care in North Carolina? Emma Cook filed this report with the UNC Media Hub.
1: Third-year medical student Crystal Black has found a home at UNC's School of Medicine. But after the passage of Senate Bill 20 in May, she doesn't plan to stay in North Carolina. The 72-hour in-person waiting period is one of the biggest barriers to abortion care that the state has seen. It means that patients have to go to a clinic twice, take increased time off of work, and find more child care if they already have two or three kids at home. A lot of people that are in Congress making these decisions are not people with medical backgrounds. There are people who, like, could not, you know, terminate a pregnancy, whether that be for a a number of reasons. And Black says that makes all the difference in whether OBGYNs can provide life-saving care. I I can't do my job. I can't do the extent of my job because of some of the laws that are in place. According to Amy Bryant, an associate professor of obstetrics and gynecology in UMC School of Medicine, even OBGYNs who don't perform abortions end up leaving areas with increased restrictions. Idaho became one of the U.S.'s most restrictive states with its passage of House Bill 242 earlier this year. And according to CBS News, it drove out more than half of OBGYNs who specialize in high-risk pregnancies.
2: You know, they're so severely restricted in their ability to to provide care that could be misconstrued as abortion care or, you know, would be considered abortion care in some settings. They, they just feel so um, scrutinized and threatened that they don't even want to be there.
1: This means increased maternity deserts in these areas, with fewer OBGYNs to provide care for pregnant mothers. And she's worried that NC could experience the same trend. Though she says it might be too soon to determine the leading reason, she says UNC School of Public Health saw a drop in residency applicants last year, and that this year could also see a drop.
2: It's potentially a problem because people really do often stay in the states where they train. And so if we have fewer applicants, we have fewer, (laughs) you know, or lower quality applicants, that's going to have long-term effects on our, um, our state's health system.
1: Simply, she says North Carolina could end up with a workforce that isn't trained in life-saving maternal care. And according to Bryant, growing abortion restrictions has forced maternal health experts into having what she calls a mini-law degree. The passage of SB20 had her consulting lawyers daily to figure out how to implement it.
2: No one wants to (laughs) not be compliant with the law because we know that that will jeopardize the care that we're able to provide for patients.
1: Black says students in her program attend rallies, write letters, and tend to be more politically active than students in other specialties. They feel like they have to. Knowing what like, options are available to someone, whether it's like, can they terminate a pregnancy? Or like, how much, like, what's the timing? Or like, what are the other barriers to prevent somebody from having like, life-changing or life-saving treatment is like, that, that has such a big impact. Like, why don't I know about that? Why am I not advocating on behalf of my patients? Because I can't do my job to the best of my ability if I'm not, right? But she says it's a bigger role than students like her asked for. I'm Emma Cook, reporting.
0: You can find a print version of that story on our website, chapelborough.com. And for more stories from the UNC Media Hub, you can visit their website, mediahub.unc.edu. 616 your time time now for sports brought to this hour by the generator super center with several key players sitting out unc football fell behind immediately and never recovered losing 30 to 10 to west virginia and last night's duke's mayo bowl wrapping up their season eight and five with their fourth straight bowl game defeat with your recap 97
3: on the kills michael Cole. among the unc stars absent from the duke's mayo bowl wednesday night were quarterback drake may linebacker Cedric Gray, receiver Tez Walker, and offensive lineman Corey Gaynor. Other contributors, such as defensive back Elijah Huzzy and tight ends Bryson Nesbitt and John Copenhaver, missed the game due to injuries. Quarterback Connor Harrell, filling in for the NFL-bound May, played well in spurts but still made critical mistakes typical of someone making their first career start. Harrell threw a pair of interceptions in West Virginia Territory, including one in the end zone, to scuttle promising Tar Heel possessions. He ended the night 18 of 27 for 199 yards and was sacked seven times. Harrell's best moments came in the first half, when he used both his legs and his arm to move the Tar Heels down the field. Harrell showcased his speed with 39 rushing yards and helped Carolina finish 5 for 9 on third downs in the first half. Harrell also spread the ball around, tossing a 47-yard deep pass to Gavin Blackwell and hitting J.J. Jones for a touchdown late in the second quarter. Here's Harrell on what he can work on going into the spring practice season.
0: You know, I, I think I did make some throws. I, I scrambled sometimes when I needed to. Obviously, I get to see the film, see what, see what all was bad, but I think I got some stuff to carry on, I think I
3: got some stuff to build on, so it was good. Carolina's struggles began on the first play from scrimmage, as West Virginia quarterback Garrett Green tossed a 75-yard touchdown pass after a touchback on the opening kickoff. The Mountaineers would never trail for the rest of the night. Still, the Tar Heel defense kept the team in it for much of the night, not allowing another offensive touchdown until the fourth quarter. The performance was buoyed by some familiar faces and some new ones as well. Kamen Rucker, who recently announced he will be returning for a fifth and final season in Chapel Hill, proved to be a menace on the edge, registering five total tackles and a tackle for loss. Meanwhile, younger players like linebacker Amari Campbell, filling in for Gray, and defensive back Caleb Cost made their presence felt. Rucker said the future is bright for those two. I know the result wasn't what we wanted it to be, but I mean like Amari Campbell and Caleb Cost, they were all over the field. Amari and... Um Caleb, they had two of the biggest hits in the game, and um, Caleb interrupted a uh, very crucial pass, and Amari, he was all over the place, sideline to sideline like he is at practice, so these guys, man, I have full confidence in them going into into practice. I have full confidence going into this game, and I'm still gonna have full confidence for as long as they play here at UNC, so I'm glad um, um, I get to play in front of these boys, man. I can't wait to get to work with them in the spring. And Rucker said there's no middle ground between the end of this season and the start of spring practice. Spring prep um, starts the second that I leave this stadium. It's just one of those things where like I can't, I can't sleep. You know, I gotta make sure I gotta stay on top of my craft each and every day. I gotta make sure that I can be the best player that I can be. Um, just me personally and for this team. So I gotta be not only the best leader but the best football player. The Tar Heels will need Rutgers leadership during an off-season full of question marks. UNC began six and O but finished just two and five in another late-season letdown with those two wins coming against FCS foe Campbell and a Duke team on its third-string quarterback. Head coach Mac Brown said evaluations of the coaching staff have already started and will continue as he breaks down film of Wednesday's game. But Brown also said when it comes to accountability for his program's collapses, the buck stops with him. It's something I'm still trying to figure out or I damn sure would have fixed it. <laughs> I mean, that, 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 that's it. But, you know, again, you look at everything. It's not like the coaches took off at, at, after nine and one last year and decided they weren't going to coach anymore. Uh, I think you just got to you got to figure out who you are, and I got to figure out what we can do better, and and try to do that. And that's my job. And so ends the 2023 season for the Tar Heels. It was one filled with promise, but one that ultimately fell back into old habits toward the end. Now the off season begins. 497 nine the hill. I'm Michael Coe. And more on Carolina football on our website,
0: chapelborough.com. Tar Heels did get some good news over the weekend as NC State safety Jakeen Harris announced he's transferring to Carolina next year for his final season of eligibility. Next up on the Tar Heels schedule, UNC men's basketball. They're back in action tomorrow evening, hosting Charleston Southern. Carolina Hurricanes had a better outcome last night. They beat the Predators 5-2 in Nashville. Canes are back home in Raleigh this evening, hosting Montreal at 7.